Thank you for listening to Elk Grove News Podcast. I'm Dan Gowardy. In this edition, we talk with Lynn Wheat, who is a citizen expert on smart growth and land planning. Wheat discusses the City of Elk Grove's general plan update, which is currently near its completion after a three-and-a-half-year process. Lynn Wheat, thank you for joining Elk Grove News Podcast today. Thank you for having me, Dan. Lynn, just for the benefit of our listeners, can you explain briefly what a general plan update is for a city in California? Okay, I'm going to, in particular, Elk Grove. The general plan update is the blueprint for where we're going to go today and into the future. And it sets policy for development, land use, quality of life issues, our climate action plan is included in that, as well as our transportation plan. So Elk Grove, this is their, if I'm not mistaken, their second general plan update. Am I correct on that? Actually, Dan, it's their first general plan oh, update. Okay. The general plan was adopted in 2003, and this okay. is the first update that they've taken on. Okay, very good. Thanks, thanks for clarifying that. How long has this current general plan update been going on for, Lynn? The process for this general plan update began in the fall of uh, 2015. So we're going on three and a half years, roughly, I guess? Yeah, that's correct, Dan. Three and a half years. Okay. So this has been going on for three and a half years. You've attended a lot of meetings, as people at the City Council and City Planning Commission know. And can you give us an overview of where the process is as we stand here in uh, mid-February 2019. Yes, in January of 2019, the final EIR came out for the general plan update, and the general plan update was completed. Then it went to our planning commission the beginning of January and at the end of January. On January 17th, our planning commissioners at 4 to 0 with Commissioner Meta absent approved the general plan and the EIR and recommended approval to the Elk Grove City Council. The planning commission has approved it, and now it's going to move on to the city council. That's correct? That's correct. Lynn, many people who follow city government who have attended meetings, obviously you're a familiar face to them, and you've been following this process for you know, all three and a half years. Why, this is a two-part question, why is the general plan update important to the average Elk Grove resident? And as a follow-up, what are some of the concerns you may or may not have with the process and the, what, could be the end result of this process. Um, Dan, my concern about our general plan update is from the very beginning, uh, I don't know that the general plan was explained to people well enough that the residents that live within Elk Grove really understand what that means and what the decisions and approvals of these gen- of the general plan means to us as residents. That uh, one of the major components is land use. How are we going to use the lands that we have within our city? And if the city is considering growing outside uh, the city limits, which it is, and and that was part of the motivation for our general plan update, what is that going to look 
look like? What will your neighborhood look like? Where will your shopping be? How will you commute around town? And I don't know that those just so simple questions were brought forth to the people or really uh, the efforts to reach out to the residents was done in a simple enough way for the understanding of how this may be really important to you. So this is really, you, I guess another way you could phrase this in, in very simple terms, this is also relates to the day-to-day quality of life that residents in Elk Grove can expect over the next 20 years, for example. Correct, correct. And uh, the initial general plan that we had in looking at the land use and um, just going to the meetings and seeing that our city council and mayor continued to change what that plan looked like. There was no certainty in it. And so when you lay out a vision for the city, I believe that there ought to be some certainty in it. And I am not sure that this general plan update provides that for the residents. You're uncertain that, it, it, that or you have concerns that it doesn't have any certainty. Now, maybe the people in Stone Lakes would agree with you because that's a prime example, I guess, of how that can change in a quick period of time. Right. And I think there are several other neighborhoods. If you talk to the people that live in the Triangle area, or even in this last planning commission meeting, the people in Sheldon have concerns about a business and the noise levels that will be created by that business entertainment area. So even in these simple things that sound like you know, it might not be a big deal, but when it hits your neighborhood, it becomes a very big deal. Now, Lynn, beforehand, you uh, you cited several items in the general plan update that you have concerns about specifically. Would you like to cover these right now? Um, yes, I would, Dan. When the general plan update went to the planning commission i read through the report and i would like to cite things from that report and uh, give you the page number from where that is and the concerns that i have shoot and um i i just want to say at the planning commission meeting it was very very difficult to relay this information to the planning commissioners because we are limited to three minutes so bear with me this might take a little bit longer than three minutes but i'm most certainly want to share it with you and any of the audience members that would like to listen. Have at it, Lynn. Thank you. So I began with the EIR. I had some real concerns with it because I believed as a member of the community, if I was to bring up a concern or offer a suggestion, that whether my concern or suggestion was valid, that I would be given an adequate response. And I did not believe I received those. So I'm, I'm going to give an example. You know, I am not an expert. And I suggested as they were looking towards transportation and traffic that they review our Elk Grove uh, citizen survey. And that report suggested that only 15% of residents use transportation public transportation. However, our city is beginning to look at how we're going to decrease traffic within our community is everybody's going to use public transportation. And is that realistic? Do you think that's realistic? No, I do not. So I, I believe that they needed to provide some more supporting evidence of how are we realistically going to take care of our traffic issues. So now I'll begin on the page numbers and on page 65. Uh, it 
discuss community benefits and finally mentions the Kasumnas River Preserve and Stone Lakes National Wildlife Refuge. And I believe that this has happened only because now it is convenient to do so. On page 78, in discussing the Elk Row Florin uh, uh, 13 in area, this area just received a SACOG grant, and, they're, and the city's looking at doing something for the Elk Row Florin uh, roadway. And they don't suggest what that might be, and I don't believe that residents living between along Elk Row Florin, between Bond and close to the high school, even have an understanding that our city's looking at doing something different along there. Page 79, number 11, changing to rural residential. And does this mean that we'll lose that open space in the parkland? And could this in the future be a parking lot with adjoining site commercial? I thought that this was going to be an open trail space. Page 83, number 32. Really, this just suggests that we're going to have more of the same, rooftops and retail. More nail salons, perhaps? More nail salons. Page 85, community parks belong in the community of the residential development. And this is not a change for the better. Small parks are one to five acre pocket parks may be off of residential streets. And 10 acre parks will still be located on those major arterials. Page 86, this will be mostly homes. Note one and two is the wiggle room leading to more housing. How will this bring us more jobs? Page 90, this allows and gives the city council the ability to justify the general plan amendments, which means more of the same. And we've had more than 42 of them on our current current general plan. Let me stop you there and ask you a question. So you're suggesting that the city frequently makes changes to the plan. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yes. So our city did. And as I mentioned, there were like 42 general plan amendments. I don't have the exact number, but we know that it was many. Sure. And, and, and what they would do, you're allowed by state law to do four general plan amendments a year. And our city did what I would call bundling. So they were making changes in certain areas of the city that didn't even need to be adjoining one another and then bundling it together and presenting it. And that would count as one. And so that would one count as one. change might have a dozen changes in it. Correct. It could. Theoretically, it, anyhow. Theoretically, it could. Okay. And Dan, I'd like to say that this is not fair to the residents, mm-hmm. and it most certainly isn't fair to anyone that would want to come in and start a business or purchase land to possibly uh, bring in manufacturing or I- I- any type of job for us because of the uncertainty. If you bought a parcel and there was an adjoining empty parcel, you couldn't be guaranteed what was going to be there. So if you're a homeowner and you go and you see, oh, there's vacant land behind where I might possibly want to purchase a home, and you go to the city and you look at their general plan and their zoning code, it doesn't necessarily mean that's what it's going to be. And that happens to the business person coming to our community also. Uh, Fair enough point. And you might the people in the Stone Lake neighborhood might say the same thing. They have a general plan. They have an existing structures. And if the city goes through with approval of the plans for the hospital, even if uh, something's already built out, that doesn't mean anything. 
right. necessarily. Exactly. Okay. I, you know, and I'm going to say, I used to tell people that Elk Grove is a good place to live. Mm-hmm. As long as you purchase your home or your business in a very established location that there's no empty lots nearby. Now I say to individuals, I just can't say that anymore because even if you know what's living next door to you, there's no guarantee that that will be so in the future. I think I cut you off in mid-sentence. So do you you remember where you uh, left off on your list, Lynn? I'm sorry. Okay, yes, let's get back to this. Okay. Okay, on page 91, non-binding. He uses non-binding. Consider. This policy leaves the back door wide open for developer interest to have their own way with our town. And I might add, when I say developer interest, there's a certain group of developers that seem to me to have more priority and advantages over other developers within the region. Page 9258-5-5. I suggest we don't necessarily want faster but that word should be replaced with efficient. Page 98, city may consider adopting a habitat conservation plan. This is what's troubling to me because our city spent at least $1 million on the South Sacramento Habitat Conservation Plan before pulling out of that plan. That was a regional plan. Now the city wants to think about one of its own. This is just evidence again to me that we are not a regional player. Page 104, and I, I, I think that this should concern each and, and every one of us because this again goes back to the efficiency of our roadways and how our city is churning, uh, ch- excuse me, choosing to develop land, their land use plan. Our emergency responses are going to go from six minutes to seven minutes. What does this say about the policies of our council and our mayor in regards to the health and safety of our residents. Six minutes or seven minutes, that could mean life or death. Exactly. And I can tell you being in, in the medical profession, that's what we have said. In a medical emergency, every minute is important, especially if you have a loved one that is having a stroke. Right. Then I suggested to the responses I received on 2-6, uh, they were, they, they were uh, studying the air quality sampling in Elk Grove. And I suggested that they look between 99 and I-5 along Elk Grove Boulevard, especially when you see the congestion and traffic. However, the comment I re- received did not include any explanation of why they couldn't do this, why the locations for the air quality samplings were justification enough for um, uh, explaining our air quality. And then I wanted them to look at and study the congestion times. I wanted it not to be just four to six. Our schools are beginning to get out at 2.30 or 3. That the, We have more traffic con- congestion between 3 and 6 p.m., and that they need to look at extending those peak hour times of congestion. And, of course, uh, that was disregarded, and I felt that the response I received was just basically saying that between 2 and 3 and, and 4, there, there's no traffic problem, that there it just might be around the school. Well, if you look at our roadways, it extends beyond the schools and not just directly within front of the schools. Lynn, I have one more question for you. Uh, We're here in almost mid-February. 
my understanding was that it was originally scheduled to be on the city council agenda for the February 13th meeting. Is that correct? Um, or, that is correct. But my understanding is that it has been pulled. Is that correct? Yes, it has been pulled since the city council agenda came out on Friday evening. You've been following this for three and a half years and longer, you know, everything in the city. And I hate to get into, you know, conjecture here, but we will. You've been following. Some people could, would say you would be a citizen expert on this topic. Why do you think it was pulled at the last minute? If it, it showed up on the agenda on the 13th and it's pulled for the agenda for the 13th, which came out a couple days ago, why, I mean, would you like to speculate why you think it may have been pulled after it appeared on the agenda? Well, you know, I am very curious about why it was pulled because there seemed to be this movement to get this approved and now suddenly it's not there. Now, interestingly enough, on Friday and Saturday, the city council had their retreat where they were looking at goal setting for our city. And staff did, uh, several of our staff members, city staff members did presentations, which were excellent. And the one that really uh, piqued my curiosity and interest and I thought was very, very informative and that every resident should have a copy of it is our public uh, uh, public works directors report on traffic and how we're going to handle our roadways and what we could look at for in the future. And what did that report from uh, the public works director have to say? It was very dismal. It said, and what I've been saying for years, basically, and this is my words, that traffic's the best it can be. That even with the build out of Whitelock uh, Parkway, and even with Camera Road, we are not going to have any traffic relief. So it's not going to, it's, it's as good as it's going to get right now. It's as good as it's going to get, which, interestingly enough, this is one of the, the, the problems that is acknowledged within our uh, general plan EIR. It's an overriding consideration. So they're looking at, our council is looking at that we're going to live with our traffic because the economic development and uh, the economy and our social, that the traffic that we have and the congestion, our economic benefits will far outweigh, our economic benefits and our social benefits will far outweigh that traffic we're living with on the city. And, and they're looking at doing overriding considerations for air quality too, saying that we're just, there's no mitigation that we can possibly do to really improve our air quality and we will just live with it. We've covered a lot of ground on the general plan update. Is there any one last, is there one last closing thought or comment you'd like to have on this, Lynn? Yes, I would like to encourage people to attend that meeting at the end of February because this is setting our future. The decisions that our council members and mayor make at that meeting, you need to hear. This will be our city that they are setting the direction for. And is it going to be the city that you would like to have for your children and for your grandchildren? Lynn Wheat, thank you for your time today. Thank you, Dan. And this is Lynn Wheat with more than three minutes. As a postscript to this podcast, the City of Elk Grove did not respond to an email request seeking comment on why the general plan update was pulled from the February 13th 
Elk Grove City Council meeting agenda.